بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما Last week we spoke about some of the expeditions that took place in the year following the Battle of Khaybar. But before the Battle of Khaybar, we spoke about the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, which took place in the month of Dhul Qa'da in the year 6 of the Hijrah of the Prophet ﷺ. And from the conditions that were agreed upon between the Muslims and the Quraysh, as we spoke about earlier, was that the Muslims were not allowed to make Umrah that year but they were allowed to come back the following year and make Umrah. This was one of the conditions that was agreed upon between the Muslims and the Quraysh. So the following year, in the year 7 of the Hijrah of the Prophet ﷺ, in the month of Shawwal, the Prophet ﷺ made a plan to go for Umrah. And he invited whoever wished of his companions to accompany him. So the 1,400 people who were with him the previous year at Hudaybiyah, they wanted to go with the Prophet ﷺ this time as well. And also 600 more people joined this time as well. So there were a total of 2,000 people who joined the Prophet ﷺ for this trip to Mecca to perform Umrah. Now the Prophet ﷺ, as he was preparing to set out, as he was preparing to leave Al-Madinah, he ordered for weapons to be carried on camels on the trip. So Abu Bakr an, he came to the Prophet ﷺ and he asked him, Ya Rasulullah, wasn't it part of the agreement that we made with the Quraysh that we would be allowed to make Umrah the next year, but we were not allowed to bring any weapons into Mecca? Wasn't this part of the agreements that we made, Ya Rasulullah? And the Prophet ﷺ said, yes, that was part of the agreement. Then Abu Bakr asked him, Then Ya Rasulullah, why are we taking these weapons with us? And the Prophet ﷺ told Abu Bakr, Ya Abu Bakr, these disbelievers of the Quraysh, they are people of treachery. They are people of betrayal. And they cannot be trusted to keep their end of the agreement. So we have to take precautions. And we would not be breaking the treaty because we will carry these weapons with us on the trip but we will not enter Mecca with the weapons. The agreement is that we will not enter Mecca with the weapons. So we will take the weapons on the trip and we will leave them outside of the borders of Mecca so that they are available if we need them. So we're not going to be breaking any of the terms of the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. So the Muslims, they set out from Al-Madinah and they went towards Mecca. And as they approached Mecca, the Quraysh noticed that they were carrying weapons on their camels. So they sent a messenger to the Muslims before they entered Mecca and the messenger asked them, what is this? Why are you bringing weapons? We made an agreement that you are not allowed to bring weapons into Mecca. And the Prophet ﷺ replied to them, he said, we are abiding by the treaty. We have no intention to break any of the terms of the treaty. We have these weapons with us, but we will not Enter Mecca with the weapons. We will leave the weapons outside of Mecca. 
And this is actually what the Prophet ﷺ did. He left the weapons outside of the borders of Mecca under the supervision, under the watch of 200 of those men. Remember, there were 2,000 men with the Prophet ﷺ. So he ordered 200 of those men to stay outside Mecca with the weapons, watch over the weapons. And the rest of them, they went into Mecca to make Umrah. And after they finished Umrah, the Prophet ﷺ sent 200 of those people who made Umrah with him. He sent them to go and relieve those 200 who were watching the weapons. So he sent 200 people who made Umrah with him. You go out and you supervise the weapons and let those 200 people who were guarding the weapons at first, let them come into Mecca now and they can make their Umrah. So the Prophet ﷺ, he was fully prepared for any possible betrayal from the Quraysh. Alright, now as we mentioned earlier, the agreement that was made between the Muslims and the Quraysh at Hudaybiyah was that when the Muslims come back the following year to make Umrah, that they would be allowed to stay in Mecca for a period of three days. They can stay in Mecca for three days and then they would have to leave. Now the Quraysh, they wanted these three days to go by quickly without any incident. And they knew that if their people stayed in Mecca while the Muslims are also in Mecca, then there was a possibility that some clashes may occur. And the Quraysh didn't want that. They really didn't want that. So Abu Sufyan and the leaders of the Quraysh, they ordered the Quraysh leave, evacuate Mecca. Let the Muslims have Mecca for three days and you all go outside. And when the Muslims leave after three days, then you come back into Mecca. So when Abu Sufyan announced this, some of the Quraysh, they left Mecca. They followed his instructions and they left Mecca. Some of them went to some of the mountains around Mecca. And some of them just stayed in Mecca. They didn't want to leave. So Abu Sufyan was not happy with this, that some people, they're refusing to evacuate. They're staying in Mecca. Perhaps this will cause some tension and some problem. Abu Sufyan wanted everyone to leave. So to get everyone to leave, he started a false rumor. He started this rumor that the Muslims, they're coming from Medina, but they have yellow fever. And if you stay in Mecca, you will possibly be infected with the yellow fever as well. So now the Quraysh who remained in Mecca, they got scared and they all ran away. So now pretty much most of the Quraysh had evacuated Mecca, except for a few of the leaders of the Quraysh, they stayed behind. So now, the Prophet ﷺ, he enters Mecca with his companions. The first time he comes into Mecca after his hijrah, seven years, he has not been to Mecca, he has not seen the Kaaba. So of course it was a very emotional and a very happy time for the Prophet ﷺ and the Muslims. He was extremely happy to be back in the most beloved land to him, his birthplace, his homeland. The place where the house of Allah is, the place of the Kaaba. So the Prophet ﷺ had not been in this city, the city of Mecca, for seven years. And now, finally, he had a chance to come back. So, of course, it was a very joyous occasion for the Prophet ﷺ and for the Muslims. And the Prophet ﷺ was very thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he gave him this opportunity to come back to Mecca 
The Prophet ﷺ was so happy to see the Kaaba again after seven years, to make tawaf, to make sa'i with his beloved companions. So it was really a very happy occasion for the Muslims. So when the Prophet ﷺ came into Mecca, he heard about the rumor that Abu Sufyan started, that the Muslims are sick, they are afflicted with the yellow fever, they are weak. The Prophet ﷺ heard that this rumor had been started. And he wanted to dispel that, that rumor. He wanted to discredit that rumor. And he wanted the people to know that this is false. That actually, alhamdulillah, the Muslims are strong, the Muslims are in good health, and the Muslims are healthy. So he said to his companions, when they were going to make tawaf, he said to his companions, Rahimallahu imra'an May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on the man who today shows the Quraysh that he is strong. So the Prophet ﷺ, before making tawaf, he took the upper garment of his ihram and he put it under his right arm to expose his right shoulder as a show of strength. And he told the companions عنهم, that we will do the tawaf, we will do the first three rounds of the tawaf with a brisk, strong walk, like a jog. So the companions and the Prophet ﷺ, they had their right shoulders exposed to show their strength. And the first three rounds of tawaf, they did it with a brisk jog instead of a regular walk to show the Quraysh that yes, we are the Muslims, we are strong, we are healthy, we are powerful. Alhamdulillah. And this is a sunnah up to this day. When you go for Umrah, when you make tawaf, you expose your right shoulder and the first three rounds that you do, you do with ramal, which is like a brisk walk, like a jog for the first three rounds. So this is the history behind this. This is the reason why this was prescribed to show the Quraysh, the Prophet ﷺ wanted to show the Quraysh that yes, we are Muslims and we are strong and we are healthy and we are powerful. Walhamdulillah. So this is what they did. So now the Quraysh, whoever remained in the area and they were seeing the Muslims and they saw them making tawaf, they realized now, okay, this rumor was false. The Muslims, they don't have yellow fever or any type of illness. No, they are strong and they are healthy. So the rumors were proven to be false. So the Prophet ﷺ and his Sahaba, they finished their tawaf, they finished their sa'i between Safa and Marwa. They sacrificed their animals. Now sacrificing an animal, it is something that is mustahab. It is not wajib in Umrah to sacrifice an animal. But it is something that is good and highly rewarded if you do it. So the Prophet ﷺ and his companions, they finished their Umrah, they sacrificed their animals. And after completing Umrah, the Prophet ﷺ, he sent a request to the Quraysh to allow him to enter the Kaaba. The Prophet ﷺ wanted to enter inside the Kaaba. So he sent a request to the Quraysh, please bring the key and open the Kaaba and allow me to enter the Kaaba. Allow me to go inside. But the Quraysh, they refused this request of the Prophet ﷺ. And they said that this was not one of the conditions that we agreed with you in the Treaty of Hudaybiyah that you would be allowed to enter the Kaaba. 
We agreed that you could come and you could make Umrah and you can stay in Mecca for three days, but there is nothing written in the treaty that you can enter inside the Kaaba. So no, you cannot enter inside the Kaaba. So they were very harsh and they were very unaccommodating for this simple request of the Prophet ﷺ. It would not have done them any harm to allow the Prophet ﷺ to enter the Kaaba, but because of their hatred for the Prophet ﷺ and their hatred for Islam, they did not accommodate that request. So the Prophet ﷺ, he was upset at their refusal, but he let it go. And then he ordered Bilal an to climb onto the top of the Kaaba. So Bilal radiallahu an, he grabs the covering of the Kaaba and he climbs up to the top. And once he gets to the top of the Kaaba, he makes the adhan with his beautiful voice. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. So he's making the adhan on the top of the Kaaba. The people, they can hear it. And Abu Sufyan, hearing the adhan of Bilal from the top of the Kaaba, Abu Sufyan made a statement. He said, Allah honored Abu Al-Hakam. Abu Al-Hakam is Abu Jahl. Abu Jahl. And Abu Jahl died at the Battle of Badr years ago. So Abu Sufyan, upon hearing Bilal radiallahu an giving the adhan on the top of the Kaaba, Abu Sufyan said, Allah honored Abu Al-Hakam by causing him to die before he witnessed the day that this slave gives the adhan of the Muslims on top of the Kaaba. So this is something that really got to them. Abu Sufyan and the others from the kuffar of the Quraysh, this really, really hurt them to hear the adhan being called from the top of the Kaaba. So now, alhamdulillah, the Muslims stayed for three days in Mecca. Three days of peace. Three days of ibadah. Worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at his house. It was a very enjoyable three days for the Muslims. During this same trip, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam also married Ummul Mu'mineen Maymuna bint al-Harith radiallahu anha after he finished Umrah. He married Maymuna radiallahu anha. Maymuna she was the maternal aunt of Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma. So when these three days were over, when the time was up, they had agreed to let the Muslims stay for three days. When these three days were over, the Quraysh, they sent Ikrimah ibn Abi Jahl, the son of Abu Jahl. And at that time, Ikrimah, he had not accepted Islam yet. Later on, alhamdulillah, he did become a Muslim. But at that time, he had not accepted Islam yet. So the Quraysh sent Ikrimah to go and tell the Prophet ﷺ to leave Mecca. Your three days is finished, now leave. So Ikrimah, he went to the Prophet ﷺ and he told him, okay, your three days are finished, now go, leave Mecca. The Prophet ﷺ tried to talk to Ikrimah nicely. And he said, Ya Ikrimah, please, let us just stay a little bit longer. We will make a good feast for you and you can be our guests. We will feed you. And Ikrimah, very angrily, he said, we don't need your food. Just get out of our land. Get out of our city. And when Ikrimah said to Rasulullah get out of our city, Sa'ad ibn Ubadah 
one of the leaders of the Ansar. He was very angry to hear Ikrimah talk to the Prophet in this way. When Ikrimah said, get out of our city, Sa'ad said, it is not your city. It is the city of the Prophet of Allah. This is his city. Mecca is the city of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He was born here. This is his land. So he got very angry at Ikrimah and he started actually insulting Ikrimah. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam told Sa'ad to stop. Don't insult him. Leave it. Let it go. So you, you see here an example of the akhlaq of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam telling Sa'ad not to insult Ikrimah, even though Ikrimah was wrong. So this shows the high akhlaq, the great character of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So after the Quraysh refused to let the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam stay any longer, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he accepted this and he made his preparations to leave Mecca. Now as he was preparing to leave Mecca, some of the fools of the Quraysh, not the leaders of the Quraysh, but some of the laymen of the Quraysh who were very foolish in their thinking. They wanted to instigate something with the Muslims. They wanted to start a fight with the Muslims. And they actually saw that this is an opportunity. We can fight the Muslims and we can kill them because they don't have any weapons with them. We have weapons and they don't have any weapons. The leadership of the Quraysh was not thinking in this type of a way. But some of the fools of the laymen of the Quraysh, they thought, that this is an opportunity to kill the Muslims. They didn't care about the treaty. So when the Prophet ﷺ saw these people making preparations to attack the Muslims, the Prophet ﷺ sent a message to them. He sent a message to these people and he said to them in this message, if you are going to attack us, then we will get our weapons which are right outside Mecca. We have weapons. We didn't bring them inside Mecca, but we have weapons with us. We will go and get our weapons outside of Mecca and we will fight you. If you want to attack us, don't think that we're just going to stand back. We will fight you. Now these laymen, these foolish laymen of the Quraysh, they had no idea that the Prophet ﷺ and his companions actually had weapons outside of Mecca. So when they heard this, that they have weapons, then they got scared and they backed off. So the Prophet ﷺ was able to leave Mecca peacefully and then he set up his camp outside of the borders of Mecca. When he set up a camp outside of the borders of Mecca, he asked Al-Walid ibn Al-Walid. Al-Walid ibn Al-Walid was the son of Al-Walid ibn Al-Mughira. And Al-Walid ibn Al-Walid was the brother of Khalid ibn Al-Walid. Now up to this point, Khalid who was the great military commander of the Quraysh. Khalid up to this point, he had not accepted Islam. But his brother Al-Walid ibn Al-Walid had accepted Islam. He was with the Muslims. So the Prophet asked Al-Walid ibn Al-Walid, where is Khalid? Where is Khalid? And the Prophet said to Al-Walid, he said, your brother Khalid is a man who has a very good mind. He is a very intelligent person. He has a mind that would guide him to the truth. It is time that he sees the truth of Islam. 
Khalid is a man with a good mind. He should see the truth of Islam. He should see that the way of his people worshipping these idols that can bring no benefit and they can bring no harm. Khalid's mind is better than that. His mind should lead him to the truth. And then the Prophet said to Al-Walid, he said, if Khalid accepts Islam, if Khalid joins us, we will honor him. We will honor him. So his brother, Al-Walid, who was already a Muslim, he sent a letter to Khalid. He sent a letter to his brother telling him about this conversation that he had with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa That, Ya Khalid, you have a mind that should guide you to the truth. It is time for you to accept Islam. And the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa is saying that if you accept Islam, you will be honored. So when Khalid received this letter and he read this letter, Islam started to enter his heart and he started to seriously think about accepting Islam. Now around the same time, Amr ibn al-As, he had gone to Habasha, he had gone to what is modern day Ethiopia to do some business and he met the Najashi there. And the Najashi was previously a Christian, but he had accepted Islam as well. And Amr ibn al-As, he met with the Najashi. And after his conversation with the Najashi, Amr ibn al-As also decided that he would become a Muslim as well. So Amr ibn al-As came back from Habasha to Mecca. And he met Khalid. And he told Khalid that I'm, I'm going to become a Muslim. And Khalid was already thinking of becoming a Muslim himself as well. So Al-Amr ibn, Al ibn al-As encouraged Khalid. Yes, it's a good choice. I'm going to become a Muslim too. You should become a Muslim too. So now Khalid agreed. He said, yes, let's do it. Let's go to Medina. Let's go to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and let us accept Islam. At the same time that those two were getting ready to go to Medina to accept Islam, a third man who was also a person of very high status of the Quraysh, Uthman ibn Talha radiallahu anhu, he also decided that he was going to go to Medina and accept Islam. So these are three men who are not just laymen of the Quraysh. They're not just commoners of the Quraysh. These are people from a very high status of the Quraysh. Khalid ibn al-Walid, Amr ibn al-As, and Uthman ibn Talha. Three of them big VIPs of the Quraysh and they all are ready to go to Medina and accept Islam. So they all go together to Medina just a few months after this Umrah Al-Qadha. Just a few months later, the three of them come into Al-Medina to accept Islam. And the Prophet sees all three of them, three very important men of the Quraysh all ready to accept Islam. And the Prophet was so happy when he saw the three of them, he said, Khalid wa Amr wa Uthman? Khalid wa Amr wa Uthman? Ayyu fathin hadha? Ayyu fathin hadha? Khalid and Amr and Uthman? What a victory this is. What a victory this is. The Prophet wasallam was overjoyed by this. And also shortly after this, another great victory came. The tribe of Khuza'ah. We mentioned the tribe of Khuza'ah earlier, about a year earlier at the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. They aligned themselves with the Muslims. 
They had not accepted Islam, but they aligned themselves with the Muslims. So now, they were ready to accept Islam. So the majority of the tribe of Khuza'ah, they came to the Prophet ﷺ and they said, we want to become Muslims. So this was another great victory for the Muslims, walhamdulillah. So you see here the prominence and the status of Islam is growing and growing and growing. Important people from the Quraysh now, they are leaving Mecca and coming to Medina to become Muslims. So this was a great time and a great victory for Islam and for the Muslims. Inshallah, we'll stop there today. And next week, inshallah, we will speak about some of the letters that the Prophet ﷺ sent to the rulers of different lands, inviting them to Islam. Inshallah, we'll talk about that next week. Bismillah. Wallahu alam. Wa sallallahu wa sallam. Wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.